Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, Pat McAfee talks about his future in wrestling. WWE call-ups are getting stiffed by WWE. We predict Impact's emergence night two. But first, the real reason for Keith Lee's theme music change has been revealed. Larson, what's in the news? So, during Keith Lee's impressive debut last night on Raw, we all noticed a couple things were different about his presentation. He had some new ring gear. Yeah, yeah, new theme, and uh. uh, kind of uh, wasn't really met with any sort of popular uh, uh, approval. Quite the opposite. Like it. People crapped all over it. This yeah, is like the really most like generic. Like it was like the very. It was like the most generic theme music. It's really generic. It's super uh, generic. However, Fightful Select and go subscribe to Fightful Select uh, has some details on why WWE decided to change his entrance music for his main roster call-up. Reporting that WWE has been quote urging talent to ditch their CFO dollar sign themes. Mm. And that apparently has to do with a crap publishing deal that CFO dollar sign signed. Uh, Fightful states that Lee agreed to the change, but some other superstars have rejected the idea of, ch- of changing themes, uh, I, would, I would guess, from something that's maybe good that CFO dollar sign had to something mm-hmm. generic the WB has laying around in their vault somewhere. Yeah, what are um, these what are the, what are they supposed to do? Like they're being urged to like get rid of okay, fine. Hold on a second. Let me whip something up on crappy garage band here real quick and then you can play that. What are they supposed to do? These are athletes and performers, not musicians. Well, also, I mean they're not just athletes and performers, they're athletes and performers where their presentation, their packaging does a lot for them. It does, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. So, anyways, back in February, Fightful had some details on CFO Dollar Signs' uh, bad publishing deal and how it affected their relationship with WWE. That's what they had to say. "Quote: According to one source, CFO Dollar Sign was out a significant cut of money as it relates to their deal. Um, apparently, uh, in the previous Fightful Select story, like the their publishing deal says their publisher gets like half their royalties. It's, oh, it's absurd. Horrible. Um, the same exploitation aforementioned- exploitation of artists, man." Uh, uh, 
more from Fightful. Uh, the same aforementioned source indicated that CFO Dollar Sign tried to get WWE to buy them out of their deal, which WWE seemed on board with, but the publisher rejected. The plan that Fightful heard was that WWE hoped to bring them in-house, but the talks got to a standstill and eventually ran out. It's thought that CFO Dollar Sign have a non-compete with their publisher, which is why they haven't returned. That's a crummy deal, man. Yeah, that is that's a super crummy deal. I just don't like I understand that so it just sounds like number one, there's some details that are sort of missing from this, like the, the entire picture, because like if CFO was contracted to do this work for WWE and WWE has these uh uh things, I mean I guess if WWE continues to maybe the arrangement, I'm just completely guessing. In terms of why WWE would then want to discontinue using these theme songs. Um, I'm assuming it's because when they do, they have to pay out royalties to CFO dollar sign and to their publisher. Would that be And they're like, oh, we don't want to do that anymore. I guess it would depend on the nature of the arrangement they had. Is it a situation where CFO dollar sign would create these themes and WWE would license mm-hmm, those yeah. themes? Then I believe uh, the situation you laid out is correct. If this is a work for hire situation where WWE pays CFO dollar sign to flat rate, a f- yeah, it would be then WWE would own those songs. And why would they? Yeah, so I, I would assume I would assume then it's got to be a licensing it's be the former. thing. Yeah, you'd yeah. Think so. Yeah, I mean when they had Jim Johnston in house, that was like okay, you're I would assume an employee. Everything's and, work for hire then, and that's yeah. work that's work for hire. WWE exactly. owns all that music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's funny. I understand. Okay, this is a clean slate. We're changing over. The the thing that WWE really has to re- if if they want to get, and maybe seemingly they don't care, but the perception that exists, and I understand the perception, but because like everybody in our comments on the YouTube video is like, "Oh, Steve, you're crazy." They're they're burying him. They're changing his music. That means they're burying him overlooking the fact but here's the thing i understand that sentiment because there is a precedent for there it. there is a precedent and you know like the theme stuff you know if if fightful select report is accurate um and i have no reason to think it's not um because they do great work over there um then that makes sense i get it from a legal mm-hmm. standpoint if w thought okay i mean I, the thing is i don't know how it's different than NXT versus on WB Main. I, I don't know if the licensing deal is different. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know. why seemingly they're cool using CFO dollar sign stuff maybe in NXT, but Main is a different deal. I just don't know. Maybe the it's pr- a situation yeah. where, where uh, you know, uh, since Main is seen by more people, you know, maybe uh, the deal is, you know, based on some metric that uh, Main roster does better than NXT. I don't know. Um, but it, uh, well, I it, completely it, lost my train of thought. Carry on. No, that's fine. It, it's my my speculation is this: they view main roster as a clean slate. It's, hey, let's present you now in a different light, similar to, well, you know, somebody making a return. Sasha Banks returns. She's got a new attitude. Sure, her hair is a different color. Let's take that opportunity to uh, sort of uh, give the audience. A, a, a packaging representation of that, a visual and audio representation yeah, yeah. of that. So let's change her music, which she did. Um, Bailey, same thing, heel turn. She got new music because obviously the last stuff didn't reflect her. Um, the problem with call ups is that they're different. And honestly, like if they want to start building back the the credibility with the audience, you you just let them continue to do his NXT stuff. 
and keep that the same, put him in the good spot that he's in, which you can't argue like a match with Randy Orton, a payback yeah, is not spot. a good, it's, it's a great spot. Um, you do that and maybe at his pay-per-view debut, which is a big deal. And everybody's like, oh, wow. Then you give him a new theme song. Then you have him debut the new gear. Yeah. And I think the point is not so much. They change the theme is they just change it to a crummy theme. Like if they change it and it was awesome, and it, if, and, and it was as good a representation of, of Keith Lee's NXT theme, then people would be like, oh, this is great. Fantastic. But it's if not there that. Was, it's generic if there was some boring. Like, yeah. If there was like some obvious actual production value behind it, yeah. uh, then it would it, it would probably – people would be like, oh, wow. Like I'm used to the old thing, but I'm, yeah, I'm open yeah. to it. But I mean in terms of, of viewers who don't watch NXT who are unfamiliar with Keith Lee's work, um, you hear Basket is Glory. You hear him, you know, doing the vocals for his own theme, mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's something about that is a lot more captivating than oh, another generic entrance. Yeah, this yeah, guy I just don't... must be another generic wrestler in WWE's eyes if he's got just another generic entrance. From a yeah. presentation standpoint, I feel like the quality of the theme music does matter. Granted, you know, he'll change minds as soon as he steps foot in that ring and starts doing all the incredible stuff he could do. Mm-hmm. But in terms of first impressions, when his music hits, and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is boring. What does that tell me about this this wrestler? Here's the thing about it, too, is that, I mean, just going back to the business aspect of things, this CFO dollar sign thing, like, do you, do you have the, the the date on that last Fightful report, like the previous it one? It's February. I believe February of this year. Dude, it's been six months. This is a, this is a billion-dollar company. They can't find a different set of musicians to work with that have. I know. There's a get on SoundCloud. There's a million of them out there. Put a put a call out there. Do it. Make it public. Make it like a big. Hey, we're looking for the next WWE music producer. Send us your dope beats and freshest yeah, jams, yeah. and we'll demos, bring you on board. Demos. You could be the new Jim Johnson. It's insane that they don't do that. Especially it's crazy. today when music production is pretty easy. I, yeah. Anybody with a laptop. Yes. Yes. And, and a MIDI keyboard can you know uh, create wrestling themes. And here's the thing. If you make it a personality-based thing, I'm, not, I'm sorry, you don't make it a personality-based thing, but you say, hey, this is the winner. You publicize who the winner is. People will be more willing to give that the, the that theme music the benefit of the doubt because it's like, oh, we get to see who this is. This person was in their basement doing these dope jams, fresh beats. They won this contest because people voted their music and now look at what they're doing. They're more apt. It's this whole, like, they're, WWE can be too corporate for their own good sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they quite often times, Oftentimes. Oftentimes. Quite often right. are, yes. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, Pat McAfee, we're about <laughs> to do that. <laughs> He's talking about his com- his future with that corporation, the WWE. Uh, so, obviously, following his very impressive in-ring debut during last weekend's NXT TakeOver 30, Pat McAfee spoke to ESPN about his future in the WWE. And he said this, uh, To be completely honest, I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen. I'm not under contract to do anything else with Mr. H. I assume he and I will talk about this at some point because I heard his comments in the press conference afterward, which were very nice. But for me, all I was worried about was that match at NXT TakeOver 30, and then I'll let everything else kind of sort itself out, and I think that's where I'm at right now. I feel good. If I never get in the ring again, I'll be very thankful for the opportunity. I'll be proud of it. If something pops up and it's right, and my wife doesn't mind, because I did miss some of the honeymoon for this whole thing, and she's been incredibly cool. There's a lot that goes into it. To be honest, I just started thinking about it within the last 24 hours, and I have no idea what the future holds. Um, 
uh, let's see here, during his traditional post-takeover conference call, of course, Triple H said uh, this about McAfee, and these transcripts come to you from Wrestling Inc. Uh, Pat has every intention of doing this and being not only an NXT superstar, but if the time is right, a WWE superstar. Wow, Triple H is contradicting what uh, Pat McAfee said. Kind of. Uh, he has a lot of other commitments from his podcast, everything else he does. He has a lot of commitments and a lot of things across the board. But he's very serious about this, and we'll see where it goes. So he's trying to twist his arm there in the press, you Seemingly. know, commit Seemingly. for like, him. He also said during that conference call something like, hey, uh, uh, Triple H, remember we have this phone call. We could talk about it when I'm inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's what McAfee said. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the dude, he's, he does have a lot on his plate. Would I want to oh, yeah. see him as a regular NXT superstar? Not I kind of like the role he's in right now. Yeah, I mean, if he pops up from here and there, you know, from time to time here and there and, and has a match or two a year, if he could put on performances on par with what he did against Adam Cole, why not? You know, you he, know, it would be because he brings eyeballs to NXT. Apparently he brought eyeballs to our videos about him. <laughs> you know, you're right. You know, it'd be fun is if you, you, these guys are, you know, enemies, I would like to see them as a reluctant tag team. That's sort yeah, of the next story that I would like to see because, and then eventually them just become friends because honestly, it seems like they really like each other. Oh yeah. They work really well together. They have good chemistry. I mean, Adam Cole, when he would, you know, uh, when he was talking about the Pat McAfee on a pole match, he couldn't like, they both were just honestly like on the verge of cracking oh, yeah. up over the oh, whole yeah. thing. Oh yeah. So I don't know, man. I think that uh, it it could be fun as long as it's within the context of hey, let's do some more goofy stuff with Adam Cole. Yeah, that could be fun. Totally, <clears throat> totally. Speaking of NXT, so we've had some NXT call-ups of late hitting the main roster, and with the company making like record profits, they've never made more money. Uh, you'd think that maybe they'd all get new deals that reflect the fact that they're on the main roster now. But Fightful's reporting. That's not the case. Deals. Uh, this is what Feifel had to say. Uh, quote, Feifel has heard from multiple sources that several recent WWE call-ups have not received new contracts. <clears throat> Many of them are actually working lighter schedules than they were in NXT before the pandemic started. One source high up in WWE told us that the topic of extending the contracts or offering new ones will likely be broached when things return to normal. Though that's much easier said than done, WWE has no idea what their live event schedule will look like when that happens, or even if they'll have one outside of TV. So that it sounds like this, uh, even now in this current climate, they're tying uh, their contracts uh, seemingly exclusively to how many days you work, dates you mm -hmm. work, sorry. Um, yeah. As opposed to anything else. But I mean, like, let's say we get through pandemic era and WB realizes, hey, um, it, it, we lose money doing as many live events. So say they do Raw, SmackDown, and each maybe has an additional uh, live show, house show per week. Mm -hmm. So that's two shows a week. Mm -hmm. um, are they going to go to everybody and say, sorry, everybody's got to take a pay cut now? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't like this phrase because it's got some negative connotations. But in this case, and in, in, in a lot of things, it's actually true. The market will sort itself out. Because you got AEW, you got Impact, seemingly with this bizarre reserve of money know, that they're able to throw at whatever. And that's the thing, like, and here's the thing, like, they'll go to Randy. They won't go to Randy Orton and say that. Mm -mm, no, you know, Orton's, no. Orton's. I'm sure Orton's deal is about as ironclad as it gets. Oh, um, yes. But you go to, you know, somebody in the mid card or lower card. You know, people who don't have potentially the leverage in negotiations in terms of potentially going to AEW or, or, mm -hmm. or Impact or whatnot. Uh, you know, they can go to them. It's like, sorry, 
I know you signed this deal. It's five years or so much money, but you're not working. You're not gonna be working these dates, so we got to cut your pay. That sucks. They're gonna. I mean, it's right now. We're in the middle of them figuring out what the new normal is gonna be. You know, I mean, yeah, they're getting rid of live events because they don't sell well. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a competitor in AEW that has money. And they've got Impact that has money, and so they're gonna be figuring out. Okay. Uh, Tanera Conti, we don't want to pay you more money. Uh, so what happens then if she goes to AEW? Can she make a star out of herself there? Yeah. And and are we going to lose out on that? There's going to be some decisions that have to be made. If they're not making their money back, I understand that. I, I get that they're super profitable and everything. But like any business, they take a look. Okay, well, this is what we're willing to pay for this element of our business. And now that we're not doing as many dates... Uh, it seems like their value should go down because we're not utilizing them as much. Now, whether or not that will play out uh, for the WWE, th- that that might end up shooting them in, in the foot, you know? In which case, they're going to learn from that and they're going to have to pay people more money per date uh, and they're going to be stuck doing that. Or it won't end up shooting them in the foot because not everybody can be Tanera Conti who goes to AEW and... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if she's going to be on TV again. I hope so. I think she's great. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, maybe she needs a little bit more training, but I think she's good. Um, you know, I don't know. The, the market will sort itself out. If, if Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the difference is. You want to engender good good, uh, good morale with your company? Then give out raises, and people want to stick around yeah. with your company. Or, or at the minute, don't care? cut their pay, you know? Yeah. Do you not care about that? Then... You know, okay, then you're either going to suffer the consequences or you won't. It's that simple. Pretty much. Um, I wonder what the, because obviously, like in terms of profitability, not doing these live events has been a, a benefit for the company. But in terms of actual revenue brought in versus expenditures, I just wonder what, because I think in the, in, in the last quarter financials, like overall revenue was slightly down. It was this profitability that was way up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, the number that is perhaps most important is is profitability and uh, and how that uh, makes the, the the shareholders happy. You know, um, you, you know what they could do. You know what again? This is again me speaking out of my ass because what do I know, right? But one thing they really would maybe consider, and maybe they have this given what we've seen. Maybe not. I don't know. But we've seen uh, an absolute groundswell, an explosion of wrestlers taking it upon themselves to start building their own brand on things like Twitch. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like uh, 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 being social media influencers, you know? Like, I mean, if you look at most of the women's division especially, they have been able to uh, uh, get themselves some brand deals just via their own Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. If the WWE were to say, hey, listen, we can't pay you because it doesn't make sense in our budget. We can't pay you per date more than we were before, but we have this guy over here, or this department over here that will help you establish your own brand so you can monetize yourself and make up some money that way and set yourself up for a post-wrestling future. 
I mean, that kind of thing, you would think that, oh, wow, WWE will help set me up like that. I could have the next up, up, down, down, or I can have the mm -hmm. next whatever. Yeah, yeah, They're helping me get those brand deals to my Instagram. That would be one thing that would be low cost to the WWE because you're only paying a couple people a salary to do this. Some social media experts. A, they would get some sort of commission money, sort of brand deals, obviously, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And on top of that, you're showing your wrestlers, hey, we're going to help you succeed on your own independently going forward. I don't know if WWE would be interested in that, if they care. But the WWE, they have, one thing they do have is a big platform, which yeah. wrestlers, if they're savvy enough, they can find ways to monetize. We've they seen that They can leverage that for their own benefit. And not saying AEW can't offer that, because they do also. They obviously have a very, very deep... I mean, I'm sure everybody who's been on Dark has uh, has been able to benefit from that as well oh, if I'm you're sure. making yeah, a splash. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the AEW has, has, has been very aggressive in terms of, of merchandising, obviously, and licensing mm -hmm. uh, you know, their company thus far. I mean, they're having been around a year, or like in terms of televised show, and they already have action figures out. Well, that's uh, video yeah, games that's, in the workhorse. They're basically a t-shirt company as well as a wrestling promotion. Yeah, so. pretty much. I mean, that's one thing that WWE really could learn from AEW is, oh, yeah. the, is the merchandising thing, is the t-shirt thing, because they get that one dude cranking out like some of his shirts are okay and some are just god awful. And a lot uh, of them are, are close to being decent, but seemingly half baked. Some are so close, like the Liv Morgan one. That's so close to being a really cool shirt. It's so close. I know, really close. Um. So, you know, yeah, hook them up with hook them up with independent designers. Hook them up with Juan Ortiz, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and let them let them go outside. This is, they're supposed to be independent contractors. I don't know if that's the case for like their, you know, obviously when when Jim Johnston was there. I oh, I'm talking about was. their I'm talking about their wrestlers. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But I meant like in terms of the the, the art department and mm -hmm. stuff, people who designed the team. Oh, they're probably employees. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, those are employees. Too. Yeah. But I'm saying, like the the wrestlers are independent yeah, contractors, yeah, yeah. let them be a little bit more independent. Let them go out there and independent contractors. <laughs> I know it's a big joke. Anyways, speaking of a big joke, we got Emergence Night Two tonight. That was a joke. We've got that right here. Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen. Well, this is on YouTube, but over at Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, I'm going to be checking out Emergence Night Two. You can watch it with me. I'm a, I'm in a window. Emergence Night Two is in a window. Assuming Impact has their streaming stuff uh, uh, on point, yeah, uh, and that should be a lot of fun so we're i'm gonna watch it live at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern tonight we've got this should be great diana Parazzo versus jordan grace probably the main really event should it be should really, be really 30 minute knockouts iron man match that should be good uh really ed, good. ed edwards defends his title in an open challenge wonder who's gonna turn themselves in yeah. to new impact champion Really, okay. that's probably not going to be the main event because they do not treat that title anything close to a main event title. <laughs> uh, speaking of main event titles, EC3 stole the TNA World Heavyweight Championship from uh, Moose. So apparently we're going to find out why he did that. I imagine it has something to do with controlling a narrative. And then the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, will be taken on Willie Mack. Larson, who do you got in each of these matches? Um, Willie Mack. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Eddie Edwards. Yeah. And then Jordan Grace. Oh, wow. She, she's going to pick it back up, huh? All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the one that I will disagree with you on is uh, Brian Myers. I agree with you on Jordan Grace and Ed Edwards. So our predictions will all come down to <laughs> Brian Myers versus thank, uh, Willie Mack. nothing's on the line. Here's the thing about Brian Myers. He's the most professional wrestler. That's what he's calling himself these days. 
Yeah, no, uh, picking Willie Mack in that instance is probably a bad pick. Anyways, uh, hopefully we'll see you guys there. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.